We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Give me a follow on Twitter at Dan Day Radio. And I don't care if it's a Friday during the quarantine, we're still going to make it a feel good Friday. So, going to make you feel good this Friday. Going to have some reggae music, man. Plus, the Joe Rose Show. They're going to be talking with former Dolphins quarterback and raconteur. Don Strzok. He's going to be talking about the upcoming NFL draft and, of course, sharing some stories. The Dan Levitard Show, joined by Zoo Miami's Ron McGill. Here's a little taste of that. You are disrupting their normal routine. That is not to say, though, that you're stressing them out. It's just something they have to readapt to. Animals, I've always said, are creatures of habit, whether it be your domestic dog as a pet or a lion in the wild. Animal knowledge from the Dan Levitard Show. And, of course, we will check in with the Hawk and Crowder Show. Here's some Met. It all turned out well for us. I would have rather had $8 more million and been in Green Bay, to be honest. Wouldn't we have all, Crowder? Plus, got those Hawkman highlights and Crowder crowd pleasers the week that was on the Hawk and Crowder show, as we always do on a feel-good Friday. Right now, going to feel good with some headlines. Sources say the Dolphins were rushing to have a meeting with Tua Tagovailoa before the NFL shut down operations on March 12th. The draft begins Thursday. Miami is said to be one of the top five teams interested in Alabama defensive end Raquan Davis. The Dolphins hold three first-round picks. The Heat are selling team face masks with proceeds benefiting food relief programs. To purchase, head to fanatics.com. Yasiel Puig claims the Marlins were one of the teams to offer him a free agent deal this past winter, but he turned it down because the money was not good enough. No details on the offer were given. Lions GM Bob Quinn says the team is open to trading its third overall pick in the NFL draft. He did not reveal what teams have reached out for a trade. And now after a long week, or maybe not so long of a week, depending on what you've been doing, nonetheless, I think we could all take a step into the day spa. (sighs) Magellan TV is looking to pay someone $1,000 to binge watch 24 hours straight of true crime documentaries. So, basically $1,000 to become a serial killer. Well, at least you stage off a day of boredom during quarantine. A Philadelphia woman recently shot video of a groundhog enjoying a slice of pizza right outside her door. Great, now even groundhogs are eating better than I am during the quarantine. A British woman was mortified to find out she recently bought a used sex toy on eBay accidentally using her mom's account. Yes! My hot mess of the day. Now on to weather. Tonight's forecast calls for rain with temperatures around 80. 
As I've been saying lately, maybe you're not getting up as early as you used to. Getting your cup of Joe, the Joe Rose Show from 6 to 10 weekdays right here on 560 The Joe. If not, no worries. I got you. I'm your guy. Bring up some of the best of the Joe Rose Show. Like this morning when he talked to former teammate, former Dolphins quarterback, and just a storyteller all around, Don Strzok. What were they talking about? Well, the Dolphins... This upcoming draft, that first pick better be all about the quarterback. The importance of the off-field quarterback. What would you offer for the number one overall pick? And trust, oh yes, please, please trust the process. We have Don Strzok. Uh, After last week's story time, we needed some more, so we brought him back on this week. Stroker, good morning. Thanks for your time. Well, listen, good morning, uh, guys, and I use that term very gently as a gentleman. I think that I think uh, Coach Greer summed it up a little bit in the paper this morning that I've been reading a few minutes ago. There's eight or nine guys at, the, at number five uh, that they feel comfortable with. I just hope they can all throw the football. After everything, yeah, Stroke, I, I, I agree. After all the moves they made, it's about finding a quarterback, right? In that number one, for sure. You'd have to think so. I mean, I, you know, I mean, years ago, 1983, when Dan came out, he had a bad knee. You know that Joe you know and they yeah. said he had his, right. his knee scoped or whatever and whatever but and, and then all of a sudden he's there and we take him and and you know it turned out pretty good there's a fog over the franchise since the day they decided that Drew Brees had a bad right shoulder and remember now he's a six foot guy I think there's a guy in the draft at six foot two he's a very accurate passer and there's also a guy in the draft at six foot and a very accurate passer uh you know as a leader a guy in the locker room is well respected and the whole night so there's a lot of tendencies there that are similar. Where they go, I don't know. I do know this, and I coached with Kirk Ferentz and, and with the Baltimore Ravens. He was a, like an offensive lineman guru coach. I mean, it was unbelievable some of the guys he developed. He's got a couple guys coming out that are going to be NFL ready. You can bet on it. You look around the league, Blaga, you know, all those guys. They're, they're Iowa guys. Uh, they can line up and play. So hopefully down the line we end up with an, an Iowa lineman as one of the guys that they take I know he'll be around for a while. Stroke, we've talked so much about quarterbacks. Like, you've seen it. You've been part of it. I always talk about your leadership and how good, for years, how good it was and how good you were with guys on the team and helping them. Even You're even good, man. Like, I don't know if you took counseling when you were in college, but you're really good when guys were down talking to them and stuff. How important is all that leadership and all that other stuff? I know quarterbacks are all different. How important is that part of stuff off the field? I, th- I think it's important. I think it's uh, getting to know the guys. Everybody's different, you know. I mean, you were certainly different than Bruce Hardy. I mean, A.J. Dewey was different from Bob Baumhauer. You know, you get to know guys a little bit, their families, you know, that type thing, and where they came from, their background, whatever. You know, the the area of the country where you were born and raised in, like I call it uh, soda in eastern Pennsylvania and out west they call it pop you know so uh, you know so it's you know it, it's a you know there's 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 varying ways to do it but I was always a guy that was a team guy you know and whatever it took to win if a guy was down I explained to him like what we expect you know we need from him to help us win it's not always 
going to go out and be the savior. You know, it's, a, it's all I need to do is make a couple catches on third down, move the chains, and, and you know, that'll help us win football games. It's the little things. All the big things are a bunch of, you know, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. You don't have to have parties at your house for 50 people to show that you like them and that kind of stuff. Right, it's, right. It's right. Uh, sitting down and having lunch with a guy at practice right. when you have your shorts and your T-shirt on. You haven't put your, your football spikes on yet, and you're, you're talking about family or, you know, you got some business things going on. What do you think? Uh, you know, I'm up for contract. You know, what, what's, you know, that kind of thing. You know, there's so many things outside of the game of that little oblong leather thing that we throw around and everybody wants to have in their hand. I think that stuff's all really, really good because everybody's personality. I, I look at Bob Greasy compared to Dan Marino. You talk about different personalities, <laughs> right? I mean, people ask me, like, he's got to be a certain way. I go, look at I, I From David Woodley to Don Strzok, I said, all different personalities, man, all, all different categories of guys, right? Would you agree with that? They, they come different oh, ways. Oh, my God. Bob Greasy, it took me five years to get to know him, and I played with him for eight, you know? <laughs> So, so, I mean, Bob wasn't one of those guys that would just open up and, you know, become friendly or whatever. And God bless Judy, his first wife. My wife and her were good friends somehow. And my wife worked at a dress shop, and Judy liked this dress shop. And it's a little local place, and they became friendly, and, and uh, they'd set up meetings and little teas and stuff. And so it became more that way. Football, Bob was, you know, family-wise, he was very, uh, you know, shuttered. You know, you weren't let in very easily until we really got to know you. Stroke, that's why I'm glad you brought this thing up because I still believe that if Tua passes all the tests with the doctors, and I know the the, the, the front office and the coach has got to play off the doctors, but they say he can play. You're, you're right. Six feet, they, they got to go with him, right? I mean, they have to. The Herbert, the big I, sexy, I mean, I, I agree with you. Guys, I'm telling you, you know, I'm, I'm sure they've made a call to Cincinnati and said, what's going to take to get that number one pick? And look at you know, a guy like Joe Burrows, you know, but you say that Miami's rebuilding, right, Joe? And Zach, and then Miami's rebuilding you know now they're going to this is really a draft they need to hit it well how about Cincinnati the number one pick to them is like throwing a barrel of cash in your pocket I mean they're going to sit there and go okay listen if you want it Detroit we want your three we want your two we want your four we want your five you know they're in the driver's seat really they need more than a quarterback I mean if you're two and 14 you sure as heck need more than a quarterback make a point here you've got Cam Newton who was the number one pick in the whole draft who's sitting out there at 31 years of age in his prime. You got Jameis Winston, who's 25 or 26 years old, who's the number one pick in the draft. They're sitting out there as free agents. New England hasn't bitten. I mean, there's teams that need quarterbacks haven't bit, but Tampa Bay signs Brady. The Colts sign Rivers, and don't count the Colts out of the, of the quarterback derby, okay? I'm telling you that right now. One-year deal with Rivers up there. You've got a two-year deal with Brady here. Both of those guys are not the future of those franchises. Yeah. I know Bruce Arians very well. He's my backup at Virginia Tech, as a matter of fact, so I know him and his wife, his family very well. You know, he's 68 years old. He's taking his last shot to Boomba. You know, he's looking for that. That's right. You know, get, get, get me <laughs> a ring. Yeah, get me a ring, and I'll see you guys later. I'll go on that boat up in Georgia and float around for a while and try to catch fish. Try to catch, because he was horrible. I know that. I mean, but that, that's where he is. You know, I mean, I mean, as far as his future, the team's future, whatever, he, he got them back to respectability. This is a major move for them when you think about it. Now, I mean, this, you're taking the, the G-O-A-T away from a team that once was in the Super Bowl nine times and won it six times. I mean, that's unheard of. 
Stroker, my, my question to you is this. If you're the Dolphins and you're Chris Greer and Cincinnati calls you and says, make me an offer, what the hell do you offer for the number one pick? I don't even know what that's worth at this point. Well, they have this point system. As years ago, Jimmy Johnson made this point system, you know, about how much this pick is worth here and this and this and this and this. You put it all together. You know, if it adds up or the other teams get a few more points, they feel like they won and they'll make the deal. It's going to take the number five pick for sure. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, if it took that last pick in the first round two and maybe a third or something like that. That's a lot of cash, you know, to give up for the number one pick. And then the Cincinnati Bengals, if they go to five, if I were them, I'd trade down and get more. Get more. I mean, I mean, listen, a team, this team is competing against the Baltimore Ravens, the Pittsburgh Steelers, okay, and the Cleveland Browns, who, if you look at their roster, they have an all-star roster right now. They're, they're in a tough little gig up there in that AFC North. So to get better, more picks, more draft choices, and hope they hit. Hey, Don, the, the other thing I want to talk to you about that was brought up, we're always talking about how many teams have just failed on these first-round quarterbacks through the years. Everybody. It's not just we talk about here, and but it's been a lot of teams have just struck out on first round, second round, third round. You think a lot of it is a system? I, it's hard to believe all these guys just became, after all these teams loved them and, and made them top 90 picks that they don't work out. You think a lot of it has to do with the system, the coaching? What would you put on it most that so many guys don't work out? Well, it's a combination of that. You've got to be pretty sharp to play quarterback in the National Football League. I think I told you, you know, last week when we were talking, my very first practice I stepped in behind, and, I've, you know, we've got a defense over there, a bunch of veteran guys, you know, whatever. When I dropped back, the coverage changed like twice before I hit my fifth step, you know. So put that put that in your mind, you know, that indecision, and then the ball's late or it doesn't come out or they get to you or whatever. The smartness of a quarterback in this game can, cannot be – it's very, very important, very, very important. You're talking about quarterbacks – like Akili Smith, Jack Thompson, David Klingler. These guys are, I mean, uh, Andre Ware. These guys are all very high number one pick who didn't pan out at all. It's a, uh, but then you see, how did how did uh, Paul Brown find Kenny Anderson at Augustana University, uh, the D three school in Illinois? How did uh, the New York Giants find Phil Sims at Moorhead State in right. Kentucky? That means people were doing their homework. They interviewed them. They sat with them. They learned years ago they would come sit with your family, the whole nine yards. I mean, now it's so technical. Just look at the drafts that you're having. You're having a virtual draft, and uh, Goodell probably won't even have pants on. He'll have a pair of shorts underneath <laughs> the desk, you know, in his, in his basement, uh, and telling his dog to shut up, you know. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's going to be very interesting to say. I'm sure it'll be pulled off. I'm sure it'll be pulled off. A number one picks overall, Joe and Zach. Number one picks in the history of the National Football League for how many years it is. 50% success rate. Okay, God, And that's, that's all crazy. positions. Remember, my year was number one, Burt Jones, who was one tremendous talent from LSU. Number two was John Matusak. Oh, okay, wow. so, so I rest my case. Okay, right. so I mean, I mean, you can't. You, you remember Tony Mandarich from Michigan yeah, State? Right. The guy was the number one pick in the draft. He was so roided up, the only way he could even play. You know, it almost ended up killing him. The draft is so much finer now. You think about, it. look at the, what they have to go through now. We didn't have a combine years ago. Now nope. you go up there and you you got every pin and needle stuck in you to find out if it hurts here, does it hurt there? Taking Wonderlick tests, and you take a test for this guy. You take a test for this guy. You meet these guys fifteen minutes, eight guys in one day get a little brainwashed 
It might be overboard a little bit, but the bottom line is it's human nature. A human is picking a human, and we make mistakes. We just can't make them, but you would agree, Stroke, because you've been around to watch this up close and, and see that we got to hit on some drafts. If we're ever, and I know it's a 50-50, I hear it. We have guys come on and say the same thing, but we have to have a good draft if we're ever going to start to get this thing turned around and not be mediocre to average to below average. you agree? Oh, absolutely. I mean, well, the number of pictures, not just this year, the great part about what they have going over there now, and I like those guys. I mean, I like Chris Greer. I like the head coach. I think he's doing a heck of a job. Make your picks this year. If you trade a few away, that's fine. Remember, they got to have the money to pay these draft picks, too, you know. You take what you have, and then now next year you can fix the pudding, okay? You can see where you missed, what you need. Maybe this isn't the guy. He might be a good backup for five or six years, but we need to replace him. You know, so then you go from there. So it's a two-year process here, you know, of of of, uh, of what they're looking for. The quarterback coming out next year is going to be the kid from Clemson, for sure. There's no, There would be no reason for him to stay any longer. You know, and I'm sure that they're saying, okay, if we don't get the guy we want this year, that guy's going to be there next year. Let's see what happens. There's a lot of things going on in that room. Pressing the button, you know, like uh, you watch Price is Right. Is it 50 cents or is it below 50 cents or <laughs> above 50 cents? You know, <laughs> you press the button right. because, and... You're wrong. You know what I mean? Uh, that, that's what you got. You're going to sit there. You're going to have 15 minutes. You're going to watch four guys go ahead of you, okay? You're going to see who those four are. You're going to take a few of them off your board. You put them over to the side where underneath the team that's taking them and what round they you – know, everything will be really, really beautiful on the board somewhere. And then you're sitting there at 5 and the clock's running, and the guy – and Goodell says, now on the clock, the Miami Dolphins. And then it's like, holy – Now! We've been talking <laughs> about this for a year! Yeah. I know, so we're, it's actually here. And then all of a sudden, one of them goes, and then one of them says, we're not really going to take that guy, are we? <laughs> He's the next guy on our board. Oh, Stroker, you're beautiful. Oh, oh, I mean, I can remember the Ray Lewis situation, okay? Maxie Bond wanted Ray Lewis so bad that he was a 26 pick in the draft. And by the time we took Jonathan Ogden, thank goodness they took Jonathan Ogden. It's sliding down, it's sliding down. And Maxie would walk by my office door and he'd go, he's still there. <laughs> I walked by and go, and he walked back, he walked by like five minutes later after another round, he'd go, he's still there. I'm going to, finally I said, who are you talking about? <laughs> you know, he goes, Ray Lewis says, okay, now I know who I'm looking for. He ended up being there. I mean, it's not a perfect science, okay? You, you guys know that. No matter who they announce, there are going to be people cheering and think it's great. Yep. There's going to be people writing in nasty things, editorial saying that right. they blew it again. That's the nature of the beast. One thing I've always said, talked to you many times about it before, the only thing I know about the draft for sure is they're going to have it every year. And right. what happens with it, I don't know. Okay, have there been surprise picks? Someone in the top six or seven picks, and it happens every year, will take someone that shocks everybody, and all of a sudden it resets the board for everybody. Okay, Daniel all Jones. Sudden, that's right. Right. I mean, I mean, all of a sudden, did you what? They took it with what? The sixth pick. Oh, my God. Okay, now this guy's available. This guy's available. Do we want this guy or that guy? Okay, now I'm going uh, And by the way, Miami Dolphins, you're on the clock. You know, you're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Who do you guys want? You're up next. Listen. Love you guys. Stay well, please, okay? Yep. And if you go to BJ's, don't take all the paper towels, please, okay? <laughs> Save those for us seniors, please. All right. So, 
Oh, Stroker, you're beautiful. Oh, you're too much. Now you know what he was like, man. Happy hour. Lady. Come on, boys. We're going out. All right, we're going. Stroke, should I go home now? Now your marriage is already screwed up. Just stay out. Let's go. All right. Stroker, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it, man. Right, thank you very Have much. Have a good one. Stay, stay well now. Bye-bye. All right. I am so ready for the draft this coming Thursday, and I'm also always ready to hear from Don Strzok. That guy, man, he just speaks to me. Stories, insight, everything. Who else speaks to me? Animals. I love cats. I love dogs. I love all animals. That's why I love Ron McGill from Zoo Miami. He recently joined the Dan Lebitard Show. Here's a little taste. You are disrupting their normal routine. That is not to say, though, that you're stressing them out. It's just something they have to readapt to. Animals, I've always said, are creatures of habit, whether it be your domestic dog as a pet or a lion in the wild. Animals and their habits, very important during this COVID-19 time. We're going to hear more of that in about five minutes. Stick around. It's the Best of the Joe Show. We're back with the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, always a fun follow on Twitter where you can step into the day spa (sighs) at Dan Day Radio. It is a feel-good Friday. I know you're feeling good because I'm feeling good. Good vibes all over the place. I'm going to get into some reggae music in just a couple of minutes to make you feel even better. But right now, feel good that it is Tool lead singer Maynard James Keenan's 56th birthday. Mm-mm-mm. Some Tool, 46 and 2. Maybe not feel so good. Tool, new album out. Supposed to be stopping at the American Airlines Arena here in Miami later this year. Probably not going to happen, but feel good that it will most likely be rescheduled on that day. We'll be ready to party because it's all pent up. Get that Tool, yeah, rocking out with us. Real quick observation on NBA TV that's on here in the 560 WQAM studio. They're showing a classic game between the Indiana Pacers and the Charlotte Hornets from 1992. And one thing you take for granted today is that all sporting events pretty much now have the score continuously on the screen, whether you're at the bottom or on the top corner. I remember as a child, you had to just sit around and wait for the score or wait for the announcer to say the score. I'm watching, I'm like, well, I don't know if the game's close. I don't know if it's a blowout. These teams are just going back and forth. Mm, mm, mm. Get accustomed to things. Don't take things for granted, I guess, especially during these times. And please, sports, when you do come back, don't go back to the old way of not showing the score. Just keep the score continuous on the screen. Oh, oh. Of course, the animals, also important during this time. That's why the Dan Lebatard Show had my man from Zoo Miami, Ron McGill, on talking about rat wars in New York City. Is the quarantine good for animals and hyena surgery? The story that Billy uh, was talking about earlier this week was particularly horrifying. He's been fascinated by, and he's made our show fascinated by, these rat wars going on in New York because it sounds as disturbing, as disgusting, as scary as anything going on right now in the animal kingdom where those rats in New York are used to restaurants being up and running and throwing away food. And now they have to fight each other for the food, and now they have to eat each other. 
each other. So it's it's pretty horrible. It sounds pretty horrible. Ron, thank you for joining us. What can you tell us about about rat wars? Rats are survivalists. <clears throat> you know, that's the bottom line. They have no real ethics, so to speak, in the sense that uh, when food is scarce, they will make food or find food even if it means eating their own. And I've seen rats do that quite a bit. So especially the big males. The big males, uh, they get territorial. They want to make sure they can get to the females and they need that strength and they will kill other males and they will eat other males. What are some of the things you've heard going on in the animal kingdom that uh, have most been disturbing to you? Well, I haven't seen a lot of disturbing things going on in the animal kingdom. You know, that story came up the other day about this German zoo that said that they were going to uh, end up euthanizing animals and feeding animals in their collection to other animals in their collection because this uh, pandemic has caused the public not to come and they've lost that that, uh, financial revenue, that gate revenue that they needed to survive. And, you know, personally, I think it's a ploy to try to get people to donate things, uh, donate money, because I can't see any self-respecting zoo that would allow that to happen. At the end of the day, I know that our staff here, even if we said we couldn't pay them, they would come in here to take care of the animals because that's their commitment. And if they couldn't, they would find a good home for the animals. And there are certainly people that would be able to care for them. So for that zoo to come out and say, oh, you know what, we're going to have to kill our animals and we're going to have to feed them out unless we get some money. I, I, I was actually a little bit offended by that. So I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, on the flip side, though, Dan, I think there are more good things happening with animals and bad things because of all of this. And that is, you know, the air is clearing, the waters are clearing, animals are venturing into places that they hadn't been seen before. Uh, right here in, in Miami, gosh, we've seen, you know, <laughs> dolphins and manatees coming up to places we haven't seen them uh, for a long time. So I, I think, you know, the earth is getting a little chance to breathe. I, I don't want to say that. I don't want to disrespect all the suffering that a lot of people are going through and things like that. But I think that, you know, if you have to look at a silver lining here, you need to look at the fact that if we give the earth a chance, it really can recover from a lot of the things that uh, have affected it negatively over the last few decades. Right. I know I'm not alone in what I'm about to ask you and feeling this way because I feel like I have completely disrupted my dog's life by always being home. And so what I am wondering, <laughs> and I know I'm not alone because other people feel the same way. My dog is lashing out at me in ways that my dog never has before. So are we disrupting, for stay-at-home pets, are we disrupting their normal routine because now we're always home with them? You are disrupting their normal routine. That is not to say, though, that you're stressing them out. It's just something they have to readapt to. Animals, I've always said, are creatures of habit, whether it be your domestic dog as a pet or a lion in the wild. They have certain routines they go through. When those routines get disrupted, it causes a, you know, a need for adaptation. I think at the end of the day, though, the bigger disruption is going to be when you have to go back to work and you're not with your dog all the time. I think more than any stress that he's feeling from you being there at home, he's going to probably feel a little bit more stressed when you're no longer at home and he's gotten used to it. Ron, I don't hear you offended a whole lot by the behavior of other zoos or saying publicly that you're offended by the behavior of other zoos. What are the things uh, in the past that uh, zoos have done that have that have bothered you enough to make you say you're offended? Well, not that I'm offended. Uh, I take issue, Dan, with zoos spending millions of dollars on new exhibits, you know, bricks and mortar, all kinds of technology. We're talking millions of dollars they spend on these things, and they don't allocate a percentage of that money to go to protect that particular animal they're planning to put on that exhibit in the wild. You know, I've said this publicly many times. I've, I've worked at this zoo for 40 years, Dan. Uh, I understand the value of zoos. I wouldn't be doing what I do today had it not been when I went to the Bronx Zoo as a young boy and I made a connection with animals there that wouldn't have been possible otherwise. But having said that, zoos cannot continue to build these 
multi-million dollar exhibits if they're not going to really allocate serious money to protecting those animals in the wild. Because at the end of the day, it's going to be tremendously sad if the zoo is the last place you can see the animal. So zoos, if they're going to be building these things, they need to allocate money to protect those animals in the wild. Otherwise, it's hypocrisy. That's what offends me. It offends me when I see millions of dollars going into an exhibit, and let's say they build an exhibit for, oh, I don't know, cheetahs, okay? How much money did they actually donate to cheetah conservation in the wild? I need to know that. And it better be something significant. Otherwise, this this thing about, oh, well, we're educating. We're educating. No, it needs to be more than that. Chris, what do you have for Ron McGill? Ron, if I, oh, if, if I gave you the ability to have a conversation with any animal, a 20-minute conversation, an intelligent conversation, which one would you choose? A blue whale. A blue whale. That's an animal that is pelagic. It circumvents, circumvents the globe, lives a tremendously long life, and whales have a language. They, they could tell me about things in the deep places in the ocean we haven't been able to go to. I think they have an incredible intelligence, and it's just a matter of trying to interpret that language. So a blue whale would be the animal I'd like to have a conversation with for 20 minutes. Roy, what do you have for Ron McGillroy? Ron, a flamingo managed to escape a zoo in Europe. How are zoos handling the recovery of escaped animals, and what are you doing about the uh, introduction of new animals during this pandemic? Assuming this is a, a normal flamingo, uh, my guess is going to be that it is going to end up back at the zoo with the rest of the flock. These animals are so bonded to the rest of a flock. Some zoos actually, in their flock of flamingos, only clip the wings of just a few of the flamingos because the flock, the strength of maintaining the flock is so strong that even when a bird flies away, it comes back because they depend on each other that way. So it, uh, more, than, more often than not, when a bird like a flamingo flies away, it will come back as long as the rest of the flock is in the zoo. Now, I have not heard about animals getting out of zoos. This is not something I've heard as a result of this pandemic. You know, the, the challenge with the pandemic is, is caring for them, making sure we have all the, the supplies that we need for them. You know, we hear about all the protective gear that, that health officials need, our doctors, our nurses and such. But, you know, the veterinarians need the same thing. We had a struggle here. I just now got out of surgery with a hyena. We just finished doing a surgery on a hyena and we needed all those PPEs for ourselves. And it's tough to come by now. So listen, I don't want this to be taken the wrong way. There's no single animal life that's more important than a human life. I want to make sure that that priority is made very clear from my point of view. But having said that, we do have an obligation to take care of these animals under our care. And we are facing some of the same challenges in getting some of the equipment that we need to have. Guillermo, can you put it on the poll, please? Did you think when you woke up this morning that you would be hearing the sentence, I just came out of surgery with a hyena? Uh, Tony, Tony, uh, what do you have with, uh, what do you have for Ron McGill, Tony? Ron, what are the highest and lowest pitch sounds made by animals? You know, I don't know. Um, I know that both of those sounds are not audible by human beings. Uh, I know that elephants are notorious for making subsonic sounds that we cannot hear with our human ear, but that elephants can hear from miles away. Uh, and the same goes, of course, you know, dogs. You know, we know, of course, that you can use a whistle that dogs will hear that we can't hear at all. So I don't know what the extremes are of those, those two things, but uh, they are certainly things that are beyond the potential for the human ear to hear. Ron, good talking to you. Stay safe. We'll talk to you next week. Buddy. Thanks, Dan. Take care. Ron, I have an itch on my arm and it looks kind of strange. Can you tell me if it's a rash or a spider bite? Oh, he must be already gone. Just kind of wondering. Going crazy? Nah. Of course, you can download the podcast for any of the shows on this radio station by going to our website, 560thejoewqam.com, wherever you get your podcast or radio.com app. And, of course, you can hear the Dan Levitard Show weekdays from 10 to 1 right here. Maybe Hawk and Crowder can answer my question. We're going to check in with them next. Here's a little flavor. It all turned out well for you. I would have rather had $8 more million than been in Green Bay, to be honest. 
Crowder's preaching, and you're hearing that in about five minutes here on the Best of the Joe Show. The Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and I don't care what's going on in the whole world. It is a feel-good Friday, making you feel good right now with some Galaxy Sound System. This is their grudgeful rhythm. Ganja with If You Don't Know. And if you don't know, let me explain. What's going on is Galaxy Sound System created an instrumental track, Grudgeful Rhythm. Then they made an album where they invited other reggae artists to come on and perform over that track. So this is Galaxy Sound System's Grudgeful Rhythm, which is the background. Then Ganja jumped in here and said, I'll put some lyrics to it. I'll put my own twist on it. So the rhythm is the music, the singing, the interpretation is from an artist by the name of Ganja. Once again, Galaxy Sound System with the rhythm and Ganja with his own take on the rhythm. Kind of like Ganja's remixing the song made by Galaxy Sound System. If that makes any sense. If not, hit me up on Twitter at Dan Day Radio and I'll make you feel good on this Friday just like this song. Always feeling good with the Hawk and Crowder Show weekdays from 3 to 6 right here on 560 The Joe. Who has more fun than we do? Nobody. So just a couple of minutes, going to give you the week that was on the Hawk and Crowder Show with those Hawkman highlights and Crowder crowd pleasers. But right now, we're checking in with the guys. They're saying, happy Wednesday. They've also got some weekend plans, and they're prepping on next week's big draft stories. Woo! Wednesday, hump day. <laughs> How did you get Friday wrong on Friday? Man, it feels like a Friday with this music, Solana. I'll tell you, we're almost there. Got our Wednesday hump day show extravaganza. I know I throw people off, right? <laughs> like, yes. people do a double take when I get the day wrong. Yeah, because we're all in the same situation. Everybody forgets. <laughs> but you can't get me on Friday, baby. No more homeschool yeah. for two days. You can't oh. get me on Feels so good. Oh. Friday, finally Friday, less than a week from the draft. The uh, the NBA playoffs would be starting tomorrow. A little bit of a downer uh, to start the show because NBA playoff time and the Heat team was really looking good this season. And uh, in fact, to uh, to kind of celebrate or mourn, a couple things going on. The uh, the draft is coming up again. It's less than a week. It's the uh, the Thursday next week, and we're gonna have a virtual draft party here on 790 the ticket and so you can uh you can join us and watch this is uh thursday night and it's going to start at 7 30 and you could log on to the ticket miami.com and everyone's invited and you can chime in and watch the draft with us and it's all brought to you by funky buddha hard seltzer of which i will be enjoying some this weekend and by Atlantic Coast Public Adjusters. So there you go. You have any big plans for the weekend, Crowder? Yes, me and uh, Funky Buddha Hard Seltzer. We have a date tonight, <laughs> tomorrow night, Sunday morning. Well, I have some plans. are getting serious. You guys are getting serious. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got it. Uh, uh, Ryan and Casey sent me about 30 of them. So, yeah, we're, we're building our relationship. 
Solana, you got any plans for the weekend? Uh, I'm going to FaceTime with my girlfriend probably 24-7 because Very uh, nice. she tells me I don't FaceTime her enough. So I'm going to make it a point to FaceTime her as much as possible this weekend. Look at you putting a little effort in. That's nice. Yeah. And uh, that's it. Those are my plans. I'm uh, I'm going to watch Molly's game this do you, weekend. Do you try that's my big as a plan. spouse? He, oh. he seems a little lackadaisical just that's from the stories hours, that he tells us. Molly's game? Hey, bro, I was going to yeah, Molly Game. It's a good movie, but it's, yeah, it's you got two hours now. You have uh, you know, two days left. What you gonna do? Yeah, that's that? all. That's all I got planned. I'm good. <laughs> no, Molly's Game's a hell of a movie. I enjoy it. I've watched it four or five times. Anybody watch the uh, final the horse competition on ESPN last night? I watched. No, I watched I the highlights. I'm having a much yeah. bigger delay today on this uh, this setup that we have here than I do on normal days because I'm finishing talking and there's a good two seconds before Crowder responds. Yeah, it was. It's bad. It's it's worse today. We'll work on it. Maybe during the first break we can kind of. Is it? Uh, is it? Is my signal sound okay, or is there just a long delay? Did you do that on purpose, Alana? Oh it, uh, wait, I don't know. We, I don't know. I don't know oh, who was supposed to answer there. I I think I think actually nothing's wrong. I just think we're both taking a while to respond because we don't know who you're directing the question to, Hawk. All right, I'll, I'll let me let me direct the question. See if it works any better. Uh, Crowder, what do you think of Molly's game? One one. Wonderful movie. Two, one. All right, okay, maybe he is right. <laughs> Solana, what do you think of ESPN's horse competition last night? Mike Conley one, Jr. 1, what? Uh, oh my God, that was so quick. All right, well maybe nothing's wrong. You know what next week is, right? Crowder. Draft time, baby. That's right. I have to direct my questions to make sure everybody <laughs> answers on on time. So Solana's been putting together our draft special. I am so beyond excited for this that I can't even begin to tell you. I really do believe that this is the best week of radio that we do all year. And I would put it up against any nationally, you know, slickly produced uh, draft week show or draft night show. Because you and I, over the last several years, we focus on you know, not what does this guy run in the 40 or what's this guy's uh, throwing trajectory. We focus draft week on draft day stories, yeah. former athletes, some that got drafted, some that didn't get drafted, some that got drafted higher than they thought, some that got drafted lower than they thought. But it's the real personal stories of draftees. And here are the people we have on our special for next week. These are draft stories that we've heard that are amazing. Gino Toretta, Tuan Russell, Randy McMichael, OJ McDuffie, Ronnie Brown, Brady Quinn, Oronde Gadston, Josh Booty, and we have added in Ross Tucker, who told us his draft story just at the beginning of this week, and it happened to be fascinating as well. Next yeah. week's going to be awesome. Yes, yes, and I've, I've been told by media members, I've been told, actually, I went on Ross's show after ours, and he brought it up. I, Hawk, I'm with you now. We're not just patting ourselves on the back. The way we do draft week is like no other. We're, we're, the, we're the draft week masters. This is. It's legit. Like, this is legit good radio. Usually, yes. our good radio is because of mistakes. It's because someone's turned on the weed whacker while you're doing your show. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is actually well thought out good radio. Because even looking at the, the draft stories that we had, 
like who was it when I you know Ronnie obviously told me he went very high so it was a great night for him do you remember OJ McDuffie's draft story I don't even remember some of these no. you remember OJ's Randy McMichaels you remember his I remember Randy had a lot of alcohol he kept talking about how <laughs> drunk he was but, I think he was but, on the front porch I think he yeah. painted the picture <laughs> and I'm cool with Max so I I totally believe the story <laughs> that he was drinking but yes I the, the story I'm I'm excited for next week to get to him because I want to rehear even though we've heard him and we were doing yep. the interview it yep. is amazing for these guys that you know football wise to talk about one of their like you always tell me the draft should have been your happy the happiest day of your life and you tell me yep. every time I tell you it was like I was like it's not a it's not a very fond day of my memory and you're like but you got drafted to the Miami Dolphins you know to the NFL like your dream I was like no my dream was to get drafted 20th overall like I thought I was and make eight million dollars so getting down under a million dollars it 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 was it was upsetting to me and I like I like like the realization of what draft day really is for a lot of players because you'll hear these next week like Gino Toretta I always thought that he kind of knew you know sometimes Heisman Trophy winners people know that yeah you're not going to get drafted very high because they don't think this I asked him expecting the answer to be yeah yeah I didn't think I was gonna be drafted till late and I said Gino were you surprised that you were drafted as low as you were and he's like hell yeah I was surprised I had just had an unbelievable college football career. Like, it's like, yeah, I was, I was surprised. So all, and then Tuan Russell's story is jaw-droppingly shocking. <laughs> yeah. uh, just all of these stories. So anyway, next week is is going to be a really fun week on the show. I'm, I'm really looking for. I am telling you, next week we are appointment listening because we'll get you ready for the draft in a way that no one else does, and you're gonna love it. I remember the name of every inside linebacker drafted before me. That's how emotionally right. attached I was to that day. Daryl Blackstock, Lofa Titupu, um, Barrett Rudd, Odell Thurm. I remember everybody's name that went before me because of the fact that it all upset me. Every, every second of the day was upset until eight and a half hours later when Randy Mueller called me and let me talk to Nick Saban. And it turned out all right for you, so... Well, I'd, I'd have took that eight million note, but yeah, you're right. It, you know, on the back end, I, I appreciate it. Met my wife, love South Florida. I mean, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like it all turned out. It I all would, turned out well for you. I would have rather had eight more million dollars and been in Green Bay, to be honest. All right, fair enough. I agree with Crowder on that. I'll take an extra eight dollars. Not that picky. Going to be a very, very fun and exciting week next week on the Hawk and Crowder Show. They just painted the picture, but let's not look ahead too much. We still have a few more moments of this week left. Let's take a quick look back at everything that happened on the Hawk and Crowder show with the Hawkman highlights and Crowder crowd pleasers. Hawkman highlights. Highlights. Crowder crowd pleasers. Crowd pleaser. Bienvenidos al Hockey Crowder show. Brought to you in Miami. Hi. Alejandro Solana, who is best described as a tic-tac with a man hanging from it. Highlights. Currently wind is moving west. 13 miles per hour, so hold on to your ball caps. 16 pounds of baloney is going to change the world, Jim Rome? Ay, 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 que es eso? You don't have to be an athlete to pee to bed. There's no rules of athletic pee bed. It's just pee bed. <laughs> For those of you that aren't as cultured as I am, I, am cor- I of course, am talking about the famous French cycling race wrong with you? There's a highlight. Gotta join me on May, June 5th. May, June 5th. May, June 5th. Kendall wasn't built in one day, Hawk. The phone number is 954 961 
six what is six eight nine six six eight three one sorry nine oh, five four. I hope you're doing something with those numbers, Solana. This is what Jim Rome is screaming about. Eight packages of Oreos. You gotta get you a stack of about forty. <laughs> throw it up in the air in her direction, and you sit back down. You really think you could outword me? There's no doubt. You don't actually need to know words to be good at words with friends. What's wrong with you? <laughs> because it's a lot of damn uh, trolls in my house right now. That's the highlight of my day. I used to whoop ass at Candyland. <laughs> what? Candyland? Finally, guys, if you inhale a pee. How the hell do I know Coco Beware? How do you know Coco Beware? <laughs> you know, I was thinking about it, Romy. That is a lot of baloney that they were wasting. A lot of baloney. There's no rules of athletic pee bed. There's a tic-tac with a man hanging from it. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I'm pleased. Of course, if you listen to the show, Hawkman's favorite part is the end. I got a million of them, so we'll keep him laughing for weeks and weeks and weeks to come. We plan on being here for weeks and weeks to weeks to come. We're friends. We're not leaving you. We're going to be here, rocking through. Of course, you can download those Hawkman highlights or Crowd or Crowd Pleasers or any of the shows you may have missed or want to hear again here on 560 The Joe at our website, wqam.com for free, the radio.com app for free, or wherever you get your podcasts for absolutely free. Before I get out of here, Mark Cuban, when he talks, you just have to listen. He recently spoke to a radio show, I think up in Chicago, about him being president? Mark, do you have any interest in being president? You know, I always say keep every door open because you just never know what's going to happen. Um, but, but I'd say it's a long shot. But in these crazy times, you just never know. Got to say I agree with Mark Cuban. There was a time when I'd say there's no way somebody like Mark Cuban, a businessman with no political experience, could be president of this great country. <sighs> Mark Cuban now speaking about something maybe he knows a little bit more than politics, talking about the timeline for the NBA return. Or maybe not. Mark maybe knows a little bit better than me. Or maybe I've been silenced. They don't want to hear Mark Cuban because I have made fun of him and he is shutting himself down and saying, uh-uh, don't make fun of me. So what I will say is I hope you have a great weekend. I know what I'm going to be doing this weekend. Two words, funky Buddha. Remember, you can hit me up on Twitter at Dan Day Radio. Download the podcast, WQAM.com, the easiest way to do that. And then next week, beginning at 6 o'clock, we'll have another edition of the Best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.